Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick. And again, my guest today is David Bolick. We are talking still about new jobs. So whether this is your first job or if you've been working for a while and you're starting a a new job, but it's not your first job, important things to look for, the onboarding process, the orientation process. So David, that's where we are. And let's go from there. What's the next important things to look for? Um, Technology requirements. That should be another box that Mm -hmm. new hires should check. Especially in healthcare. With the healthcare field, with the electronic health records, as of the taping of this podcast, Nearly all healthcare practices and facilities and providers, people that provide healthcare, are now required by the Affordable Care Act and by the HIPAA Act to keep all medical records in an electronic format. Yeah. And so you've got to have the tools to do your job because you're required to be electronic. You need something electronic to do that. You need to be successful at that. Mm-hmm. And the, the the practice or the company that you work for should give you the opportunity to be successful. I know at PDT, there's a laptop provided in cases where there is maybe some remote work done. There are Wi-Fi, uh, mm-hmm. portable Wi-Fis available, mm-hmm. as well as access codes to any facilities that have the Wi-Fi access so that they can get on the mm-hmm. internet and access the practice management software that the right. company uses to accomplish uh, not only the medical health records, but billing, billing, which has to be done electronically now as well. If you're expecting people to do a job, you have to give them the tools so they can do the job. Yeah, and new hires should really check into that and make sure that they are taking advantage mm-hmm. of any technology benefits and are complying with any and requirements. Training. Now, let's talk about time off. I mean, if you're in let's the Let's talk own, about time off. Yeah. Let's do. Let's well, talk about some time off. Go ahead, yeah, go and if you're, if you're a new hire and you're in the onboarding process, uh, you know, it's important to find out and be clear about time off practices. Every company or organization or mm-hmm. governmental entity that I've worked for in my life has had a different policy with respect to time off. I know at Pediatric Developmental Therapy, PDT employs the paid day off model. Right. Which is instead of sick days or vacation days, yeah, you don't it's delineate just days off. between sick days and vacation days. It's Days just off. paid days off. Right. And you get a certain number of paid days off for your first, first year, year of employment, second year, and so on. Those days, depending upon your years of service, change. And that's that's not any different than it would be at most organizations. But you need to be very clear about that. How you accrue them, when you accrue them, how many can you carry over, how many you keep, just the details of it. And yeah. is it in the policy? Like, for example, it's written in our policy. But uh, sometimes people don't read it. Sometimes people do, and they have all the information, all the details. But it just needs to be clear so you know what it is. And what's expected of you. Right. In that same vein, time off for holidays during Christmas. That's a big deal. Easter. Sure. Uh, you know, in, in national holidays such as the 4th of July, do you get those? Are they paid? PDT, for example, I know even has some extra days off during the Christmas holiday mm-hmm. season. I mean, focus primarily on pediatrics and children and during the holidays, it's a very busy time for kids particularly. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to set up uh, at, least therapy in, session the at least at the time of this recording to set up therapy sessions and stuff during that Christmas holiday 
So at PDT, for example, there's the added bonus of some extra days at Christmas that the practice is closed and team members are given some freedom and opportunity to spend time with their family uh, during the Christmas season. And so it's important to understand and know the details of that so you can enjoy and plan for your time off. You've worked hard. You need to have it. Our therapists work hard and admin staff works hard. They need to have some time off. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. The flip side of that would be really getting clear during the onboarding process on what the accountability requirements are of you as a team member. What's mm-hmm. expected of you in the healthcare business, in speech, occupational, and physical therapy, for example, billable hour requirements is productivity sta- mm-hmm. and productivity requirements with measured in terms of billable hours mm-hmm. is really the norm in the business. And so getting clear on what those billable hour requirements are, I think, is very important. For a therapist, it usually equates to productivity requirements. But it's also what's expected of you. There's you know other things in there, but admin staff, what's expected of you? So I think in any job that you're in, what's expected of you? How can you be successful? What equals success so you can achieve it? Right. And those accountability requirements can vary from practice to practice, company to company. For example, at Pediatric Developmental Therapy, you have a banking extra hours policy. Describe that. Well, for a therapist, an effort to help sometimes with a flexible schedule or to allow therapists some freedom of movement. Because when you're scheduling therapy sessions, you know, you have to be flexible sometimes. And some of our therapists see some flexibility within that. So if you're meeting productivity and you're going above that, there should be some kind of way to get something for that. So the banking extra hours or going over productivity allows a therapist either some time off because of the extra hours they've accrued or some cashing out of some of those hours. So I think it's important in any situation so that you know if there are productivity requirements, what happens if you go over or under? Right. It's in a sense a type of bonus plan. Yes. And if there are bonus plans available, then the onboarding Mm -hmm. process and orientation is really the chance and the time where you can get the detail on that and when Mm -hmm. you should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another box that I would really commend people to check are real simple things, but things that can really cause angst, particularly that first week of work, and can save you a tremendous amount of time. Mm -hmm. This has been a problem sometimes. Right, (laughs) making sure you have keys to the facilities. If you're going somewhere and you need a key and you need to be able to get in, you need to have a key. And along with a key in today's world, you need an alarm code. Yes, and where to park. Where to park, and sometimes you need a parking pass. Exactly. We've had situations where, not none of our clinic sites, but other sites where we may be treating, you did need a parking pass or requirement or wherever to get in. I remember one time to get onto one facility, it was a government facility, there were several checkpoints I had to go through. Well, I had to be accompanied onto the government facility, so I had to get, I didn't go out there all the time, so I didn't have a parking pass. I had to get the therapist who worked there, drive her car out of the grounds area, pick me up, drive me in, and we had to go through several checkpoints. So if it was your first day to have a parking pass and I didn't know what I knew, that could be very stressful. Yeah, that was a military installation, Fort Bragg, North mm-hmm. Carolina. And it was well, it was when um, Pope Air Force Base was here, and so they just didn't let anybody in. Right. <laughs> it was tough. It, well, I guess I, I, I got through, but it took a minute or two. It also could affect your day because that whole process took about an hour to get on. Sure but, it did. Yeah. And those little things like the keys, alarm codes, parking requirements, mm-hmm. those are things that I would commend new hires to have on their checklist. And as part of that interviewing and application process, I know one of the areas that you, as the owner of a therapy practice, 
commended upon new grads particularly is seeking out a place where they could obtain and get some continuing education and continue to grow in their field by education. So that onboarding process, fair to say, is a good place to find out about the continuing education opportunities. Yeah, well, whether it's for the technology that you have to use on the job or if it's for therapy or if it's for whatever aspect of your job, you need training. Everybody does in some area. So you need to understand how that works with each company. Yeah. And not only just internal, but Mm -hmm. then continuing your knowledge in the career field as well. Oh, sure. Classes that are available, any type of budget that may be available for you as an individual therapist to utilize on a yearly uh, or every few year basis of what the company, for example, is willing to invest in you in terms of growing your uh, knowledge base. Well, and one of our core competencies is commitment to continuous learning. So continuing education and continuous learning is one of the expectations of the job. So we expect that people are going to want to learn, are excited about learning, will take opportunities to do that. But then as a company, it tells people we're committed to teaching, helping people to learn, helping people to grow. It's one of our core competencies, which is you know sort of in the fiber of what we do. Right. And in the medical field, uh, speaking specifically to the medical field, the onboarding and orientation process is also a time to really get serious information about HIPAA. Talk a minute about HIPAA. Mm. All right. That sounds like fun. Don't you think that's fun? Um, <laughs> that sounds like fun. HIPAA is just a... Uh, well, it's a multi-layered governmental law. Well, I know that, what it that, is. It, but it covers a lot of areas, but specifically with when the medical field, when, when you hear HIPAA, most people think about the privacy part of HIPAA. And that's what I think in the onboarding process is where HIPAA is going to come up because I'm, I'm getting a sense from you and from talking and consulting with people at PDT that in their graduate programs and even undergraduate programs, there's very little, if any, mention of HIPAA and how that applies on a day-to-day basis to, to the work of therapy. I think what happens is people talk about privacy and confidentiality, but all of that stems from HIPAA. And so I don't know that a lot of our new grads are that familiar with or have even read the HIPAA law. I think, for example, you go to any doctor and you're going to sign a HIPAA privacy statement. And we have those at all of our clinics. But I don't know how many people have actually read that and reread it again and make sure that you're HIPAA compliant and your information is safe. But, But I think people talk a lot about privacy and confidentiality, not so much HIPAA. Right. You know. But so, that's important yeah. to go over, and the onboarding well, sure. is a time when you can really get some some media information and understand what you as a therapist need to do in order to comply with the HIPAA. And I think being detailed in that to explain, because I think sometimes people are like, yeah, yeah, I know, it's just I don't talk about patients out of work, but it's a lot more than that. There's a lot more detail than that, and it's more of a protection of your clients and of your staff and your employees. It's, it's more than just don't talk about patients and their therapy. It's yeah, significantly you- more. You've hired a lot of therapists and you've hired a lot of administrative staff through the years and through your career at PDT. Some final words of advice to people who are walking into maybe a conference room or an orientation room on their first day of work. What demeanor should they have? What questions should they have? What type of attitude should they have? Can you just give some up kind of a general advice? We've gone through some of the specifics and those specifics will be made available in writing in the show notes and in your blog that that corresponds on the website along with the webcast at www.pediatricdt.com, www.pediatricdt.com. 
dt.com is the website. You can pick up the specifics on those things that you as a new hire should look for during the onboarding process in the show notes and as well on the blog. But if you don't mind, could you wrap up sort of some general attitude ideas that you have in your experience with folks in the onboarding process? Well, I think uh, any new situation, any new anything, I think open mind. If you have an open mind, an attitude to learn, willingness to learn, even if you've worked for 20 years and you've worked at 20 different places, number 21 is going to be different, new. And so I think you should have a positive, open attitude and be excited. But, you know, ask questions, want to know some details, take some notes. I guess really even more than that, because open attitude sounds like that's what you always hear, participating and engaged, because then you're going to be open. Your attitude is going to be good. You're going to look at details. You're going to take notes. One other question I, I did think of when I was listening to that and taking in your experience, it's obviously not a problem at PDT with respect to even having an onboarding process, because I know that your team has worked very hard to create an extensive onboarding process that's an ongoing, evolving experience for new hires because you're constantly adding to the onboarding process and adding to the training. But what would you tell a new hire who got hired in a place where there wasn't an extensive orientation or onboarding process and they were expected to, uh, as in the Army, boots on the ground and, and roll? What type of advice would you give a therapist in that situation? Well, I've been there, done that. I mean, actually, as a company, I've started lots of different contracts where there was no training. And I guess, again, you know, you can't be afraid of that, as even as a new grad. But I think you have to step back a little bit, observe, get the whole big picture. If you come in and you're like, this is how we're going to do it, this is what's going to happen, then I don't think you'll be received very well. You know, so if you even if you don't have any training, still have to be open-minded and engage and a participant, but maybe even in that situation, or step back and observe a little bit because you need to see how they're currently doing it so you can figure out when you get your boots on the ground how you're going to be best received. Because obviously you've chosen that situation, so there's something you want out of that. I mean, there, you, you chose that, so you're happy to be there. So you have to, even without a lot of training, just observe a little bit because you want to be able to best get involved. Which in a sense also goes back to an earlier podcast about choosing the place you yeah, want to work. Yeah. You want to look for a exactly. place that has an onboarding process. Right. That may be a question that you need to ask on the front end before you get your foot in the door. Well, if that's important to you and if that's what would help you do your job successfully. In some places, maybe that's not important to you and it won't help you do your job successfully. So it really goes down to your choice. If you chose a place where there wasn't orientation and you're expecting that, well, you've learned something. If you, maybe you've chosen the place and you knew there wasn't a lot of training, but Hey, that's the gig you signed up for, and you're good with it. Yeah. Well, this has been very interesting and I think helpful, particularly to new grads. Again, Hope so. for written details on this, you can go to the show notes or to the blog at www.pediatricdt.com and look for the Hayden's Place blog. Uh, there'll be a corresponding uh, so written note that'll go along with this podcast, and you can listen to the podcast from that website as often as you like. Thanks for being here. That was easy on me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 